0: So welcome Torah and Tom viewers, welcome Jeru, welcome everybody else over here in the Sibur. Five very important lessons, lifelong lessons. One, first of all, this week's parasha says, Ve'ele ha'mishpatim asher tasim And these are the laws that you put in front of them. Firstly is, what's this vav? When you say, when you say a paragraph, right? When you start a new... A uh, 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 topic. You don't say end. You just said. It have said. The Torah said. These are the mishpatim. What's v? What's the vav? Who knows the answer? A very simple answer. What's the answer? It's a continuation. Continuation to what and why? Let's hear. What's the continuation of Matan Torah? What commandments? Rabotai, this week's parashah is speaking about how to treat your fellow man. Ben Adam, have it all. And a person in life might come along and say, you know what? Ten Commandments is Ten Commandments. But treating my fellow man, uh, that, that's like the Ten Commandments to man and God. So that, that I understand. Don't, don't mess around. You know what I'm saying? It's ten—the the Ten Commandments. You know what I'm saying? But between man and man, who said that that's from the Torah? Harsinai. That is so important. Ve'ele. And these also are the mishpatim. These also were brought down. The Ben Adam, the Were brought down from Matan Torah as well. A person must treat, like it says, treat everybody with respect. A person must treat everybody with respect. I'll never forget my, uh, my mother. My mother one time, I was um, about 17 and I saw my mother. She was talking on the on the avenue, on the Avenue uh, Avenue U and East Third Street. And I remember there was a lady. She was very very wealthy. She had a crazy fur coat and like uh, like uh, like crazy uh, necklaces, bracelets, like the whole line. A few hundred thousand she's wearing, yeah. Maybe a million. It was like out of control. And my mother was her friend. And she said, Hello, Hi, how are you? I didn't see you in a while. And this and this and this and this and this. And then at the end of the day, a minute later, a minute later, what happens? A very poor lady, she literally lost her teeth. She had no money whatsoever. She even needed money. And she knew my mother back, you know, back in the day when, when my mother was young, in the, in the 16, 17, when she was 16, 17. And she said, my mom said hello, the same enthusiastic as the rich lady. She didn't give any, oh, she's rich, oh! You respect every human being. People think, oh, this guy is like this, let me respect. This. Everybody everybody deserves that honor. Everybody's is salim and So therefore, Starting off, a person must respect one another. Now, i like to start off with one more point. And that is, if you look in the Torah, the Torah speaks about hurting an orphan or hurting a a widow. Does anybody recall what it says? Huh? Huh? Yeah, they cry out. Yeah. Very good. Very good, very, very good. I see the boys know it. But I'm going to say more than that. And the way it speaks is, and I quote, notice how it says twice. If you cause them stress, you cause them stress. Again, it says double language. If you, they will scream and they will scream. The widow and the almana and the yatom orphan will scream again a double language I'll hear doubly so now this pasuk is very interesting first it says bother bother, then it says scream scream, then it says Hashem will hear, hear, what are you, what are you hearing twice for what, what's the bothering some twice for and what is this uh, uh, screaming twice for, now I'm going to explain I'm going to tell you two pshatim on this first shot is like this do the dead know what is happening oh, yeah. here? Again, you hear me, Moshe? Do the dead people in the grave, they died, they died, now they're up in Shammai, do they know what's going on in this world? Yes. Now, I'll tell you one thing for sure that, the, that they bring down uh, 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 the Makubalim and everybody says that at the time of one's wedding, when you get married, up times by Khatuna, rest assured, though, like the parents, the grandparents, things like that, they their sh- souls, the neshamot, will be at the wow. Yes, yes, that's brought down, right, by the wedding, at the hupah, it's a skulad that the, it's brought down that the neshamot of the person, like let's say is a father passed away and and he's getting married, the father's neshama will be at that chuppah. That's why sometimes you'll see the rabbi getting up there and saying, we would like to wish mazal tov and this and especially the the father or the grandfather that's not with us but is with us. You know what I'm saying? They say something like that because they do bring it down. At the time of the chuppah, the father, the grandfather, they will be at that chuppah. So, but the question is, the question is, do the dead people know what's going on in this world? Now, Honestly speaking, Teddy and I learned Meseh Teddy, what does it say, Meseh <laughs> Big Mahloket And the Gemara, the Gemara goes on to say page after page after page stories of this, stories of that, proving here, proving there, proving there, proving back, back and forth. But there is an opinion that says that the dead know what's going on here. Now, if you go with that opinion, we could understand what the Torah means here. What does it mean, What does it say? It says twice, im im Does an orphan have a father or mother? Does an orphan have a father? No, no, he's an orphan. Does a late, does a widow have a husband? No, im If you cause her distress, if you cause the widow harm, Ta'ane, you are causing the husband harm as well. Ki because she will go home, this widow will go home after you tortured her, and Tzauk shall cry. Yitzak, And the husband in the grave knows what's going on, and he'll also scream, this guy is hurting my wife, this guy is... And then it says, Shama wa eshma. Then what does the Pasuk say? Twice. Hashem will hear the widow's prayer, and he'll hear the husband's prayer that's dead in the grave, screaming out, who's the defending my widow? Understand what's going on? And that is one shot. How do you do the double lashon? show? And that's why he's very, very careful not to mess around with any- especially with an orphan, or especially especially with a widow. And now, I'll tell you further. I'll tell you further. There was a story with a hafiz haim. Now this story is, there's a two-fold story, but one story is, there was a guy, he was, she was renting out his house to a widow. She lost her husband, and she couldn't afford to pay the rent, but she was living in the house. She couldn't afford to pay the rent. The landlord, what does he say? Excuse me, pay the rent. One month. Finally, one day, he waited for a cold, cold winter. And it was snowing out. He, he broke the roof. So the snow was freezing on her, coming down, getting everything ruined. She had no choice but to leave. The Abetz Chaim was waiting to see what's going to happen to this guy. He's like, this guy, rasham Shah. look what the guy did. He tortured the, the almarash, he, he literally tortured her. Tortured her by doing that, that, that. And he, he died a gruesome death. A very crazy death. And there's another story with the Chaim. The way it's told, it's all written down. How there was an army. How, you know, they were drafting people for the army. And they took um, um, one of these kids. You know, one of the those kids. And the father said, oh, he's taking my kid? Take this kid instead. And, uh, and he gave her out a kid, right, of an orphan. An orphan kid, and the Havisheim said, "Oh my goodness!" And this orphan kid went instead of this person to the draft. And this, like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. At the end of the day, it's brought down. The Havisheim was looking, to see what's going to happen to this guy, and it's brought down that this guy, his son, got bit by a dog, and he got so, he got rabies. The kid got rabies, and the rabies was so so dangerous that even. The, other, the people who buried the dead, who cleaned the body, said, whoa, this disease is so harmful that we're scared it might harm us. And therefore they said, this is a situation we cannot deal with. And nobody wanted to deal with this son's death, his son's death, except the father, his own father, had to take his own hands and bury him in his own hands to the son. Havetz Chaim said, you see from here, be careful with the Yiddos, be careful with the orphans. I know in Yeshiva, when a guy came in, it was like a warning be- behind the scenes. By the way, you see that guy? His father passed away. Just be chill with him. Don't be, don't be too tough on him. The Rambam brings down a pihalacha. You have to be so careful, even if the guy is so wealthy. You might say this widow, she's a she's a billionaire, even though the Rambam says even her, she has all the money in the world. you Talk to her the way you respect her. The way I know personally on my on my block, when I moved in, I remember I didn't know, but. I, there, was one, there was one bully on the block. Like he was a big guy, and he would bully around. You, know? you mess with his kid, you do what his, anything. Finally, one time, he would like block, let's say, the driveways a little bit by an inch. You know, you know those guys I'm talking about? They do it on, on purpose. Ah, he has a driveway. I don't have a driveway. I'm going to block his little bit. You know? What are you doing? Why, why do you have to block an inch? No, guys, I don't have a driveway. So he blocks the driveway. You know, you know what I'm talking about, those people? Anyway, so this is what happened. I remember one time, I told him, I personally told him, by the way, you know, you're know, you blocking her driveway. Ah, he tells me, ah. I say, you know, she's a widow. The guy started moving his car right away. He's like, oh, bro, don't mess it up. And he moved his car. Because the Torah specified be careful when it comes to widows, be careful when it comes to your tomim. Furthermore, I'll tell you another you know shot. It says, Im ane what's this double, double, double uh, 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 language? That, what? that is a widow or an orphan. Gets hurt twice. Why? Because let's say you have a kid in school. He's an orphan. You have a kid in school. He's an orphan. And now, what happens? You bully him. He comes home. What would he tell? he will tell his dad, Daddy, this kid's bothering me. Right? And what is the father will take action. Right? that the father. But he comes home. He doesn't have a father to talk to. So therefore, he's double hurt. <laughs> if you hurt hurt again because he can't even talk to his father about it because his father's dead. His Saaka it's ak. When he cries out that Hashem, Hashem, I'm so in pain, it's a double crying because he has double pain. Wow. Shema, Shema is double because Hashem says this guy I really have to listen to because he's crying from all his heart. So this guy, I'm really, really listening to. So you have to be very, very careful with those situations. There was a story of Abinu Haim Palachi Polachi. Haim Polachi brings it down. I mean, it's brought down by him. He was the chief rabbi of the town, and. Of the of the world, by the way. He was the, the rabbi of the literally of the world. Like when he was you have to understand something. He wrote in his introduction to, to one of the Sfarim, Heaven and Earth could testify that I didn't waste any time until the age of 19 of learning Torah. That means he was always learning Torah. He didn't waste a second from learning Torah. He said, Heaven and Earth could testify on me that I did not waste any time until the age of 19 the age of I was learning, 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 and became the rosh he became crazy, crazy uh, genius. on. Uh, he wrote over, at least over seventy sfarim, at least. And then there was a fire. Love them, burnt. Boys, 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 please. So, and anyway, the Na'im Palachi. What, he, what was happened was like this. Happened was. After Friday night, he had an entourage, the whole shul. He had a lot of people, and they would walk him. Chief Rabbi, they would walk him to his house Friday night. Finish Friday night prayers. They'd all walk him to the shore. One Friday night, he tells the guys, "I'm walking this way." He went all, all around the way. So they told him, "Rabbi, you're walking a, a block extra, block and a half extra. Go like this. I, we go this way every single time." He said, "I know, but this past week, you know who passed away? So and so." His wife they live on the same path as we go to the home. She's going to see all the men walking with me and she's not going to see her own husband and she's going to feel bad. I'm not interested. From that point on they went the long way every Friday night past that. Not to hurt not to hurt that person. You know how careful, careful you have to be. Careful you have to consider it consider you have to be and that was what the Torah is teaching us. I thought we go on. Let's go on further. And that is, if you look, it says, a person curses out his father or mother. What's the, what's the punishment? A person hits his father or mother. What's the punishment? What's the difference? Kill. He gets killed. Oh, so what type of Death. If who said stoning, very good stoning. If a person curses his father or mother, the halakha is that he's his penalty is stoning. You heard, boys? The penalty is sikila. If a person hits his father or mother, the penalty is anybody know? Khenik, <laughs> Khenik is different. One is choking and one is stoning. Which one is a stronger punishment? Stoning or strangulation? Stoning is correct. Stoning is more. Stoning is, is a stronger a stronger pain. Question for all of you. What would you say would get the stronger death penalty, the stoning? Cursing a father or mother or hitting a father or mother? Hitting. But the doesn't say that. Hitting is the less And the stoning is for cursing What's going on? You hear, you hear what's going on? Everybody everybody fell into the same trap by the way Every single person Nobody thought that If I'm telling you the harder punishment is Stoning So which one, which one everybody said? Stoning? Nope, that's strangulation But cursing is the stronger punishment Anybody can give me an answer why? A, a when you hit somebody, you get a you have a brawl, you know you have a bull, pa, 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 pa. You get a brawl, you get a black and blue. You know, two weeks later, the guy's done. You know that, that's it. But a guy who demoralizes you and says you're a piece and nothing, you're a zero, you're a z- you're you're this already. The words will penetrate in him that will. Never forget. Now, I'm going to tell you a true story that happened to me about words. I'm embarrassed to say the story about me, but I'm bringing out the point to take it home with this. And that is, a few years back, I was sitting on Yom Kippur. I was sitting on Yom Kippur. I'm about 25, 20, 24 years old. I'm sitting in Yom Kippur. A fellow comes to me if they call me the he taps me on the shoulder and tells me, "Excuse me, what did you do to my son?" And I'm looking at him and I'm like saying, "What did I do to your son? I don't even know your son." Like he's excusing me, like I don't even know your son. You know, I'm just coming to pray here. You know what I'm saying? It's not even my much I came I'm 24. I just want to pray and leave. You know what did you do to my son? He's like, he's like bullying me out. He's like, "What did you do to my son?" I was like, "I don't even know who your son is." So he said he mentions his name. I was like your son actually sounds very familiar. But where do I recognize him from? He said, um, from your elementary school. Did you ever get into a brawl with him? And then I remember, I was like, oh my goodness. I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade. Now, I'm embarrassed to say. But what I did was, I was... You know, eighth grader over seventh grader. In eighth grade, you know what I'm saying. You're much stronger, you know. The seventh grader, like scrub, come here. Let me give you. A, you know, I don't want to say, you know. But uh, yeah, Nogi, whatever it is, more worse than that. But at the end of the day, Nogi was a compliment. He's lucky, you know. He said, "Hey, oh, seventh grader, you know, you're the eighth grader." You know, you ever hear the like the freshie line? You know what I'm talking about? Freshie line. The guy new freshie comes in. You don't want to see him all the want see going on. There he is. Whoa whoa, 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 whoa. You know, he killed the guy. So "Oh, you know, eighth grade. He's in seventh grade." Uh, he said, "I don't know something, whatever." I took him down, like I, I just like threw him on the floor. Like, I tripped him, and I said something to him that was so degrading to him. I just like put him down, like. And his father told me, he said, "My my son, I couldn't believe it. That was the ending of my whole episode with him." And then I I, I graduated. I went to high school. I never saw the guy again. But he said to me that he hurt he hurt him so much. That he couldn't even pray in the same room as I was like, What? He's like, Yeah, you must have said something. And I'm like, thinking, Oh wow, I really, really, really said something terrible to the guy. Like, it wasn't like a punch, I bruised him, and that's it. I said, I physically said something to the guy that hurt him so much. So I said, Where is he? He said, He went home, he's not coming. I was like, What do you mean? I need to ask him, to make it lie. I don't get food. I changed him, change. I'm not the same guy, I'm not 8th grade anymore. You know, you're 8th grade, what do you expect? You know, of course, you have to expect more, but I'm saying, I'm. Uh, come on, 8th grade. Finally, he says, He might come back, Ne'ilah. He might come back, Ne'ilah. I said, Oh my goodness, okay. I'm waiting, waiting. The whole kipu, Ne'ilah is coming. I'm waiting. Where's the guy? I'm looking, looking there, looking there. Now I see that he's not in the shul. I'm waiting by the by the door of the shul when he comes and asks me, He didn't show. I don't know where he is. I'm getting no, I'm about to pray the Amidah, Ne'ilah. I said, Shem, please, I need to ask the guy, How can I go? Young Kippur, is not I need, I need. All of a sudden, I. I go outside for one second to get some fresh air for one second right before I begin that. who do I see? I see this guy walking in to the main tour. I was like, oh, I tell him, so-and-so, what's up? You, I tell you remember me? I'm playing, hey, you remember me? He's like, yeah, I know you're uh, Joy Palacios. I was like, oh my goodness, bro, I remember we were kids back in the day, seventh, eighth grade. I don't, I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that by the way, if I did anything, you know, you know what it is like. I was a kid; I didn't even know what I was doing. If I hurt you in any way, please forgive me. He's like, nah, seventh grade. Who remembers that? You know, he remembered. You know he saying? <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. By the way, man. <laughs> 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 at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I don't know. I remember that. I know from his dad. I asked but This is something. Of course, it got off his chest, but words if you call a girl fat, she'll, no, she'll remember you, you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, you know i saying? No. Skinny. No. But she, she's skinny. The girl's skinny. But you called her fat, and her mental brain is, she will remember that for life. And then she'll go on the treadmill, boom, 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 boom. Oh, you're skinny. No, he called me fat. I'm done. She'll have that thing. Why? That one word that you, that you did. You go out with your wife for the first day, you know, you know, I don't like your frizz. You know, your frizzy hair. You know, something like that. You'll see, the, your, her whole marriage, she's getting a whole complex with her frizz. Oh my goodness, my, my hair's a little frizzy. Let me go blow my hair. Blah, 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 blah. Why? What happened? What happened? Answer? The words, the words are so powerful. It's even stronger than what? Than the actual... Can I tell you another proof to that? Should I tell you another? I'm going to tell you one more proof. You ready? I'll tell you another proof to that. And that is, we have a mitzvah when a chatan gets married and a kalah, chatan and kalah. what's the mitzvah? Mesameya chatan ve kalah. What does the Gemara say about mesameya chatan ve kalah? What is the ikar schar? We dance with the chatan and kalah. But what's the main simcha that you give to the chatan and kalah? You know what the Gemara says? Igra, what he is it says in the first Pelik, it's the words that you say about the Khatan Vekala, that's that's the main reward for getting when you of course dance with them, of course make them happy. But the main one is speaking how good they are. When you're getting married, let's say for example guy's getting married. Boys, boys, please. Please, I'm serious. I'm being strict. People get... They hear it in the front. I, they hear it on... The, that they, like this. When you're getting married and, and, and you, you finally meet the girl of your dreams and people keep on telling you, you understand what a catch you got. Even the girl. The girl, she hears... Every guy, you know, you're, you're amazing. I don't know who I married. Everybody's telling me you're amazing, most amazing guy, most amazing guy. He's generous and he's generous and he's this and he's that. The girl <laughs> always remembers that feeling that she had when she was, you know, when, when she's dancing with her friends. Okay, great. She forgot she danced with her friends. Great, dance with her. But the main, main, main is. Ten years later, five years later, you know, you see the fact where, you know, you're looking at your uh, wedding video and you see that guy on the mic, Mazal tov, my bro, by the way, you should know, you married the best guy, he's like this and he's like that, wow, and then you start thinking back and, you know, I remember I took my wife's yearbook one time and, and, and I just read the yearbook out there, you know how sometimes they write, you know what I'm talking about, they write on the yearbook, you know what I'm talking about, is that only my yearbook? Now, my yearbook in the basket. I took my wife's yearbook, her yearbook, and I see all the good things. And I said, "Wow, I got—I'm the I'm luckiest guy in the world." You know, I am saying? "The words, the words, because the words is the ikat, and that's why the Torah says that if a person curses his parents, it's a stronger death penalty of what? Then hitting them, because the words, they, 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 they it penetrates. Got it? Clear? Albert, we're good, Albert? You look uh, like a boss over there. <laughs> good view. Alright, boys. Next. Next, tie next. Next is like this. It says when two people are fighting. Right? When two people are fighting. A person knocks somebody else out in the face, let's say. He's out of commission. He has to pay medical bills. He has to pay compensation. You knock a guy out, all of a sudden, he has to go to hospital for three days. He can't work. He can't work. Who is going to pay that bill? You know what I'm saying? The tzad, the bullshit, the embarrassment. One of the things it says in the Torah is the medical bill. You knocked the guy out you gave him stitches you got to pay for those stitches you knocked him out right and he's allowed to go to the doctor to get healed now the Gemara in Baba Kama says there's a question are you allowed to go to the doctor if you get sick yes. what would you say yes is it so simple I have to go. Is it so simple? You have to go. That's for sure. But there's a there, there's a thought saying one second. Hashem made him sick. What gives him the right to get healed? Did Hashem make the? Believe it, yeah. So who gives you the permission to go to the doctor to heal yourself? Huh? You know what the answer is the Torah. The Torah, the Torah specifically goes out of the way and says, you're allowed to go to the doctor. But if it wasn't for the Torah, you wouldn't be allowed. Mesechah Baba says, you have to go to the doctor. You must go. No, it doesn't say you have to go to the doctor, but it says that you have permission to go to the doctor. Of course, I'm telling you, you must go to the doctor if you're not feeling well. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a hero. You're not to go in the Vilna. The didn't go to the doctor that till the end of his life where his family begged him go to the doctor he said, I shares my doctor you know I <laughs> need it's true when you're on the going level you can do that but we're not on the goalfulness's level and you must go to the doctor if you're not feeling well, you know what I'm saying Don't think I'm hero this that sometimes the guy's lazy. You know, so he doesn't go to the doctor. Or sometimes the guy doesn't have health insurance, so he doesn't go to the doctor. You know, don't do that. You have to go back to and go to the doctor. Okay? But you see that the Torah had to go out of its way and say, by the way, you have permission to go to the doctor. I might think it you off. Know? You understand? From here is a great lesson. What's the great lesson? Everything is Shaman, correct? Yes or no? Do we believe that this guy hit? Was Mina Shamayim, yes or no? Yes or no? I'm asking you guys a question. Yes or no? Yes. For sure. It was Mina Shamayim. Is this guy going to get punished because he hit you? Yes. hundred percent. Did you deserve that hit? Yes. yes. That's no question. So now I want to tell you something. Even though you're allowed to go to the doctor and you're allowed to heal yourself. Notice what it's saying. It's saying between man and man. It didn't say a guy woke up one day and he sees uh, uh, pimples on his forehead and he goes to the dog. It says he got into a fight. So you might say, when I get into a fight and the guy knocks me out, you might say, that's not minashamayim. No, that's also minashamayim. And therefore, that's also I But there's one, there's one catch. What's the catch? Should I tell you the catch? You have to do introspection. Let me explain. There was a guy. He was driving. He saw his light. You know, some, do you have a light in your car uh, te- uh, uh, detecting that you need an uh, uh, oil change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I do know. So the guy went to the mechanic and he tells the mechanic, this light is bugging me out. I don't know what this light is. The light is bugging me out. Fix the light. You're not understanding. This light is important Because if you have this light, you don't know when you need an oil change. He says, forget the light, it's driving me crazy. Every few months it comes on this light. I'm going to crack the light. The guy breaks the light and now his car breaks down because he never did an oil change in a few years. His engine broke, this, 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 this. Smart or stupid? Exactly. Why? Because this signals for a person to what? To do an oil change. It is the same thing in our lives. Sometimes, and you have to realize when a person doesn't just get sick. Hashem is sending you a message. You got hurt? Whoa, be careful what you're doing. I know a guy, I was with a guy, I was walking with a guy once. And we're walking in the street. I saw him. He looked at a girl. And I was shocked. You know, like, what are you doing? He looked at the girl and then came actually she. And I was with the guy walking together with him. And he was opening up an orange in Tseudah Lishi. As he opened it up, it squirted in his eyes. He's like, ah! I was like, next time don't uh, shoof. You know. <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you need to know. That is a signal from Shemaim. All of a sudden, the guy, the guy comes in. He drinks a hot cup of tea. Ah! He's thinking, oh, because I didn't know it was so hot. At the end of the day, you burnt your tongue. Must be. You may have said said a slight he slighted someone. He said a bad word. He said something. Do that introspection. Now I'm I'm on a Don't bug out too much. People know every second, oh, what does this mean? My, I was walking in my shoelace untied in the middle. Does that mean uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you get Right, something that's not normal happens to you. You really have to think, what, what, what's up? I'll give you another example. This is an amazing example from Shlomo Shadron. You listening? From Shlomo Shadron. Everybody here, Shlomo Shadron. He used to come to America. He used to come to America all the time for fundraising and things like that and he would stay at a person's, certain person's house every year when he hit the age of about 75 years old he made a um like a point saying after 75 from Israel to America he doesn't travel that that, that was his that was that was the situation from Israel to America I don't travel So, what happened? He would stay at a person's house when he was here for like 40 years, 50 years. He gets (laughs) an invitation mailed in and a call. What happened? The person that he always stays by is getting his son's, his daughter's getting married. The person that he's staying by is getting married. So, he sends him an invite and he calls him up. He says, Rabbi, Rabbi, guess what? My daughter is finally getting married. I want. He says, No, I can't. He says, What do you mean, Rabbi? You buy my house for, for, for 40 years. From the age of 35 till 75, you've been coming to me every single year. All of a sudden now, he says, I have a policy after 75. I don't go to America anymore for anything, not for fundraising, and I'm not doing that. He said, All right, Rabbi, no problem. He, at that moment, fine, he left it. A few weeks later, passes by. Roshan Shadron goes to London. Europe area, London. From Israel to London, he went, It's not too far. And he had his students with him. All of a sudden, as he's walking, he fell. And he hit his head, and now he's on the floor. His students are like, Get up, get up, get up, get up, they're pulling you up. There's no way. No, get up, get up, get up. Now they're really bugging out. They're like, whoa, what's going on? He must be really unconscious. He's not, he's not, he's telling us to wait. It doesn't mean he's saying why well, he's telling us to wait. He says, wait, 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 wait. Tell us to wait. And then he says, take me to America. They're like looking at him. <laughs> Let's take you to the hospital first. Like, wait. Okay. no I didn't fall just randomly. I fell for a reason. So like you fell for a reason. You fell... What do you, what do you mean? At the end of the day, you're 75 years old. 75... No, take me to America. He says, what are you, what are you doing? Why? He says, I contemplated. Why did I fall? And I realized that I've been staying at my... at my... Uh, this person's house for about 40 years in America. 40 years I'm staying in America. If that's the case, I owe a, gr- a debt of gratitude, and I realize that I missed his wedding, but if I leave right now to America, I can make the last Sheva Berachot of his daughter, I'm going. And he ended up taking a flight and ending up making the last Sheva Berachot party of this person. Why? Because he did introspection. He said, must be this, this, this. You know what I'm saying over here? These are all great lessons. But tonight, I am reading to you something that you must must hear and understand. And that is the, one of the things that the Torah says. A person must lend money when a person comes to him. Correct? Yes or no? Obligation. A guy comes over to you. Bro, what's up? Yeah, my, uh, my Con Edison bill. It's not getting paid. Can I borrow 500 uh, So, it says we lend him the money. <coughs> you can't lend in interest, but we lend him in the money. Now, I want to explain something very clearly, what the Orach Ha'im Kadosh says. The Orach Ha'im Kadosh says that a rich man, everybody comes, first of all you have to know, everybody comes into this world with an allowance. You're supposed to make a certain allowance every week of your life. Whatever it is. You're gonna make an allowance every week you that, And you see, it makes sense, by the way. Because when you're a kid, you, you know, you're not you're not making uh, you know thousands, thousands, thousands. When you get older, the more kids you have, the more money you start accumulating, things like that. Everybody comes into the world with a certain amount of allowance that Hashem already, you know, he's gonna give them. Knowing that, he says, How come you have anybody poor? How come you have anybody that needs somebody else? You hear that or no? And he writes like this. This, he writes, and I'm going to read it to you tonight. He writes like this. Everybody comes with allowance, so why should there be any poor person in the world? Why should a person need somebody else to borrow money? That's his question. You need to borrow money? Why? Why? Why should Hashem make it? He has allowance. Hashem is supporting the guy. If he's supporting the guy, let Hashem give it. What, what are you what are you doing with allowance? What, what are you doing? Answer. He writes like this <laughs> yasero Al Avono. To give him punishment for his sin. It's degrading to ask somebody else to borrow money. You can't pay his car Edison bell. It's, it's not a joke but he needs to pay the electric, he needs to pay the rent. So he comes over to you, can I borrow money for the rent? Well, it's, 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 emba- it's embarrassing, right? But that money that he's asking is really his money. Hashem gave it to you to hold it, to hold it for him. You understand? That's what he's writing. He says, emet, Adam. that's what he writes, the pasuk says, Ki Hashem barakh, Hashem noten shefa. He gives sustenance Whatever you need, Hashem gives you. No question about it. But a person sins sometimes. Now his punishment is he's not going to get his panasa with dignity. He's not going to get his panasa, his allowance that he's supposed to get. It's not going to come with honor. It's going to be degrading. That's what he writes over here. So that's why he writes, So the money, the allowance that he's supposed to get, he gives to the other guy. Now you go to the other guy, can I borrow money? What money? Why did he come to you and not the other guy? You know why he came to you? Because that money is supposed to be his anyway. You understand? And I'll tell you a crazy story. My father-in-law, somebody, somebody came over to money to borrow $50,000. It was a while back. Wow. To borrow 50 grand. Now what happened was, he told him, I'll give you 25. He gave him 25. A, a, a day later, another guy knocked on his door and said, I need to borrow 25 grand. <laughs> He's like, Mira shama. he told me personally the story. He says, Mira it was crazy. I 50,000 dollars. was not my Right? Whatever it was. But it had to come through me. that I had to give to that guy. And that guy, I had to lend out fifty thousand. That fifty thousand was not mine. So when I've been the first guy, fifty thousand. I said, "No, I'm going to twenty-five right now." You know. Then the next day, another guy came. He said, "Can I borrow twenty five? dollars He's like, "He's take the $25,000. He's like, "Well, wow, that was easy." He's like, "Well, because he understood that that money was was that guy's money." Now, of course, you always have to put discretion. You have to understand what's going on. Now he says, right? He writes like this. I enesha'ani alevorot. That's how the punishment of the of the poor person gets. And the rich guy, why is he rich? Because Hashem is giving the opportunity to do skuyot, to do mitzvah. So the poor guy he needs kabbatabarot. It's his money. He goes to the rich guy, I need my money. Give me my money. What happens? Poor guy says, uh, the rich guy says, It's not even my money, it's your money. Understand? You know what's going on or no? And that's and that's why it says in the Torah, you can't bother the guy. Let's say you lend the guy money. You can't bother the guy. Where's my money, bro? I get you can't constantly bother the guy. Then the guy says, I, 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 I wish I never borrowed from you. You lost all my Of course you have to have a star and you have to have witnesses. You know, guys lending a nice chunk of money. But at the end of the day, a person has to be careful also with loans to pay back. And I'm gonna end off with this, and this is very, very important. I'm gonna tell you a story. I heard from my Rebbe Mordechai Lamit. He heard it from his Rebbe, right? who heard it from his Rebbe, he heard it all the way to Yisrael Salanta. Wow. Listen to the story. This is, I'm telling you, firsthand first-hand story. It's in the times of Rebbe Velajna. Boys, listen to this story. We're ending with this. Listen. Anybody know Rebbe Velajna? He was one of the first yeshivas that opened up. There was a boy in the yeshiva, and this boy wasn't feeling good and he told the reshiva the, the, please I need a favor what's the favor? I need to go home I'm not feeling well he said let me see you look a little pale go home but I'm not going to just send you home I'm going to send you home with one of the guys in the yeshiva and they go as they go he's not feeling well the guy in the middle of the road he can't, he can't make it to his house they stop at an inn, at a hotel. And now they're waiting for the hotel and they're paying. And he says, Oh my goodness, they're short. They don't have enough money to pay the hotel. So they tell the hotel owner, Do you mind if we pay you back? It was like a few dollars, a few, like a few dollars. Do you mind? It was actually two pennies, whatever. I don't know. The penny back then, I don't know how much it was be today. Do you mind if we pay the remainder a little bit later? We don't have enough. He said, Where are you guys from? He said, we're from the Vilozhni Yeshiva. He says Vilozhni Yeshiva, we trust them, no problem. Whenever you have, come back, pay us. The guy ended up t- staying at the inn. The next day they went home. This person ended up. This person ended up dying. He was so sick, he died. he, had a he, he, he. No, he died. He died. No, that he died. Yeah, yeah, he died. This, let me no, 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 Let me say it. The guy died. Okay. Now, the way they had in Rakhine Valash and yeshiva was they learned 24 hours. How did they do that? They said the world stands on Torah. So if the world stands on Torah, how are we going to do that? If the world stands on Torah, what are we going to do? Answer, we're going to have rotation. This group is going to learn from 12 to 3 a.m., You know? This group is gonna learn from three to six. This group of course I'm saying it's all they they rotate every night, you know what I'm saying? They did every night and every there was always learning Baby Dash. What happens? Four o'clock in the morning. And I'm telling you, I was the Ba'amite that I heard this story. I heard it from my Rosh Yeshiva from Mordecai Lamid who heard it from his rabbi, who heard it from his rabbi, who heard it from his rabbi, all the way to Rav Yitzchel And he said, once it hits Rav Yitzchel you don't have to know from before where it came from because Rav Yitzchel is, is a reliable source that you don't, have to, you don't have to worry. You know, he happened to Rav Yitzchel yeshiva. What happened? He was sitting in And who walks in? Who walks in? this dead guy. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm telling you, the mice. it's not he, G, B, G, it's not this. You have to understand something. They, they, they were able to, to, to see things, you know. A guy passed away. We you know, David Abram passed away, right? A guy, I got a call from, Tophik Yabu, uh, he bugging out. I said, what happened? He came to me in a dream, mm-hmm. telling him this, like, he, he said, what, what, what does this mean? You know, I was like, what happened? What he I'm saying so. if he came, if he coming in a dream, he could come alive. If Chaim you know how big he was, he came walking and he he came into Beis Who saw him? The Rabbi, Chaim Lajna. So you would think that the Rabbi was shocked. The Rabbi was there and said, "No. How was the Din V'Cheshbon Shemayim? How was the judgment? You know, everybody gets judged, right? Everybody know. You know, everybody gets judged, right?" It's not me and it's not you. It's everybody. Every person gets his own judgment. Everybody has to do it. So now he goes up and he says, who is uh, who's the, what's it called? He said, Rabbi, was doing great. But they didn't let him to get eden. He says, why? He says, all oh, the hotel money. He says, so? He says, they, they're not letting him in. He says, what are you, kidding me? He says, no, but they were debating, debating, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they gave me permission to come back down to tell somebody. He said, why did they give you that permission? He said, because before, I, 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 before when that guy, when that kid that you sent with me to walk me home, before he left my house to go back to yeshiva, I gave him money and I said, take this money and pay back the hotel that we owe. And he did it. And now I'm here. So they let me to tell one person, I said I gotta tell my Roshiva Rachaim Velajana, and if you could handle it for me. It's no problem, we'll handle it. He went off, went to Ganhedin, and I kissed. And he went to that guy. Listen, he told that the guy, Did the person who passed away, did he give you anything? Oh my goodness, I forgot I have the money to pay the hotel. I said, listen, go right now, go pay that hotel. He went to go pay that hotel. And he didn't see the guy back again, so it must be that he went to Gunhedin. You know what I'm saying? But I know personally. And I'll end with this, this is a crazy story. After I heard that story, I was bugging out. Why? I visited my aunt. She lived in Aviv, And I had a thing. I lived in Israel for about four years. Single, like from, eight, from 19 to 23, 22. All right? 18 to 22. I was in Israel learning in Yeshiva, back and forth. I always had a custom, this is my own thing, that I'd always go to the Kotel, right before my flight. You know, my flight is, let's say this, I stayed in Israel for every six months, I came back, but every six months, right before the six months was over, right there, I went to the court, I prayed my lights out, I shame. I love you, I'm going to America, but protect me, you know, and I would go to America, and I would always stop by the hotel. And I would take from the hotel, I would sometimes stop at my dorm, or go straight to the hotel. This time I said, you know what, we're pulling up a cab, and I see a soldier in the cab already. And I asked him, which way are you going? And the soldier tells me, I'm going here. So I tell the soldier, listen, unbelievable. I'm going here. It's on, I'm stopping two stops. I'm stopping here, and then we'll stop by you, and then we'll stop by me. I stop five minutes to give something to my aunt, and then you continue to the next stop, and uh, no, we'll split the cab. And it was like, four. So he says, okay, you know what? Unbelievable idea. Let's split it. Soldier and I, we make a thing, we're splitting the cab. We get in the cab and I tell the guy, listen, I need to stop talpiyot. What are you doing talpiyot? I need to drop something off and there's that, I'm going to be literally five minutes but wait for me. I'm waiting. I go upstairs and the army soldier guy doesn't care because uh, I'm paying half his cable also, you know what I'm saying? So I go up to the apartment, my aunt's apartment, and it's like eight, the eighth flight. I go to the eighth flight. I'm there, and uh, tell my aunt how you doing. How's everything? She said, "Oh, we're gonna miss you." I didn't know you're going tonight. Yeah, I'm going tonight. And She's talking to me, and I was like, "No, you're not staying so many No, she's talking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now I'm, I look at my watch. It wasn't five minutes. It was like fifteen minutes. I go back down. What do I see? There's no cab driver. They left. But now I feel bad because I owe him the money that he took me from the cartel to tapiot, And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness. And then I just heard this story that if you owe money and this, I was like, oh. I'm sitting by, the, by, by outside my aunt's apartment now, in the, in the curb, and I'm like, Hashem, don't do this to me. I want to go to Ghanedin after 120, after 120 years. I don't be like that guy. I have to come back, pay the guy. Please, Hashem, please, please. please. And I'm begging Bole Olam, and I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do, and a, a, and, and an older lady sees me, and I am telling her the story. So she tells me, "Relax, I'll take do dogs." Myself! I was like, "You are not understanding me. <laughs> you don't know what I heard." And she's bugging out, and I am bugging out, we're both bugging out, and now I am crying. She sees me crying, and I go to the side because you know, you know, she's you know, talking to get my baby, and I was like, "Go to the side," I said, "Please, please, help me find this guy. Help me find this guy." And I am looking around, and I am thinking maybe this cab driver, that cab driver, that cab driver. Nothing. All of a sudden, I see I'm going to lose my flight. It's either I make my flight go back to, back to Israel, or I'm back to America, I'm staying, I missed my flight, this, this, this. I was like, I got to go back to America. I go back. I say, okay, this is what it is. I got to go. I got to go. I say, you know what? I'll come back. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I go. I get into the cab drive, cab, and the, the cab driver looks at me and says, what are you so down about? There's a high you know, like like one of the I was like, "Ma ze, 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 I was like, "Listen, I tell him I need, I I him in Hebrew. I was like, "Hayali kev shlamti ani lo, lo begulgul, I was like, not telling you like that." He's thinking of us. He's like, "Listen, that got Habibi." Describe the the thing, and in Israel, if you look on top of the the window, like the window, they have like the name brand, say so the logo of the thing. Says what was the logo? So I said it was a yellow uh, rectangle. Oh, Zeh Samadar! This is what he's telling. He's taking me. He's taking me to the airport. He says this is Samadar. I was like, What's Samadar? He said that's the name of the cave company, Samadar. I was like, Okay, that's beautiful. So I know. Okay. Do you know where it is? Like, how am I going to reach that guy now? You know, how, okay, Samadar, good. How am I going to reach that guy? He said, I used to work for them two years ago. This is, a, this is what happened. I used to work for them two years ago. I was like, and? and he said, I know where the headquarters is. So, so I was like, all right, take me to the headquarters. He drives me. He's like, oh, the same sheikah. I was like, take the 20 shakers. Just drive me there, you know? He's like, he's charging me extra, you know, side I was like, no problem. Takes me to the Samadar headquarters. Now I'm at Samadar headquarters. And now I'm happy. I'm like at least I know the headquarters. And then I tell the guy the 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 you know there's always a dispatch. So I tell the dispatcher, listen. I tell him the story. I was from the hotel. I went to Tampiyot and there's that. I owe money. Um, he's like, how much do you owe? I, was like, I owe at least thirty shekel, twenty to thirty shekel. So right, give it to me. I'll give it to the guy. I was like, no no no. I remember what happened to the other guy. I'm not giving it to you nothing. I was like, listen. You go a dispatch. Tell all your dispatches, right? And I'm like, I'm giving you ten check extra. Just do it for me. Just say tell extra this dispatch. If anybody took anybody to the kotel from the kotel to Talpiot, he's like, come on, tell me. I was like, no, please, please, you have to just. So he he he, he goes on this batch. Adam, <laughs> Me, He's going like, 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 and all of a sudden, nobody's answering. Nobody's answering. Then one guy responds, "Ah, Evorze, Evorze, ah, Evorze, hello." He's saying in Hebrew, "Ganavli, ha, Evorze, Ganavli, ha." So I was like, "I took the, I took the dispatch. I need four." Is it? I'm saving it. I'm I think I turned 30, thirty shakers, I gave it to the guy. And that, that was the story. I said, Oh with Ty, you have to be very, very careful. You lend money. You borrow money." You yes. gotta be careful. The yeah. lender has to be careful, and the buyer has to be ca- the, the the receiver has to be careful to pay back and to loan. we should remember all these lessons. Oh,